It is time to dig deep with Stacy and Stacy, a podcast for anyone hungry for God and willing to tackle today's relevant issues with authentic conversations inspired by Holy Scripture, prayer, and devotion to the sacraments. Hosted by two Texas gals who went to the same country Baptist church as little girls, had crazy lives, and found each other again decades later as Catholic convert wives and moms. Get ready, y'all. They're fixing to get real. Hi, I'm Stacy Tresenkos. And I'm Stacy Farquharson. And this is the 17th episode of Season 2 of the Stacy and Stacy Podcast. Thank you for joining us this morning. We are here for you during your work week, Monday through Friday at 8 a.m. each morning with a quick prayer, short scripture reflection, and usually a current topic discussion. However, today we were so excited to see that the reading was on Mary and Martha. Yes. And just this past weekend, Stacy and I did a, a retreat in Crockett, Texas. And guess what the topic was? It was Mary and Martha. Mary and Martha. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So the name of the retreat was Lessons from Mary and Martha. So we're just going to talk about that today. Food was great. The fellowship was great. The girls there were so sweet and warm and welcoming. And it, it was a lot of fun. Okay. So let's say a quick prayer and then we'll get started. In the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. Lord, thank you for your your love and thank you for this day and thank you for all that you give us. We just ask that you would, um, as we always do, that you would open the eyes of our understanding, that we would comprehend your scripture, give us fresh eyes to see you and ears to hear you. Lord, we want more of you. Draw us closer and closer to you. Amen. In the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. Okay. As always, I encourage you to Grab read your, your Bible. Bible. <laughs> read the scriptures. Spend some time with the Lord today. Yes, 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 yes. Okay, so this is um, in Luke. Now, many stories and incidents, a lot of them are repeated in multiple gospels, but this one is only in Luke, and it's Luke 10, verses 38 through 42. So I'm just going to read it through, and then we're going to talk about it. Jesus entered a village where a woman whose name was Martha welcomed him. She had a sister named Mary who sat beside the Lord at his feet, listening to him speak. Martha, burdened with much serving, came to him and said, Lord, do you not care that my sister has left me by myself to do the serving? Tell her to help me. The Lord said to her in reply, Martha, Martha, you are anxious and worried about many things. There is need of only one thing. Mary has chosen the better part and it will not be taken from her. Hmm. Okay. Yeah. We've done a lot of thinking about these scriptures. And when we when we did the retreat, Stacy and I acted out the part <laughs> very important. We yes. did. And, and, uh, and, and then we kind of, we, we were a lot nicer to Martha and Mary both as the day went on, but but we acted it out. And, um, and, you know, Stacy was kind of like, Lord, do you see what she's doing? Do you see her sitting over there just not helping, not doing anything? And <laughs> and we kind of pictured Mary sitting over at the foot of Christ, wondering kind of like, what was she doing? Because, no, she doesn't speak up. She doesn't talk back. She doesn't mm -hmm. say anything. Um, and when we were acting it out, I actually envisioned her maybe like shooting the side eye over at Martha. <laughs> 
<laughs> like, yep. Stacy stuck her tongue out. I, I so was like, <laughs> like yeah. yep, that's right. I am here. And he just told you to go away and, and, and right. uh, stop griping. That's um, right. But there's so Stacey's many ways. Absolutely defended her. <laughs> he did. And, it, and, you know, what we really teased out in the retreat, Stacey, that I loved is that that we really tried to look at it through both Martha and Mary's eyes in the scripture, because the scripture doesn't tell you a whole lot. And we we tried to imagine mm-hmm. a couple of different scenarios, you know, like maybe Mary was just being silent and letting Christ speak for her. Maybe she was a little bit, you know, looking at Martha saying, I guess he told you, <laughs> and you know, yeah. you just need to, you need to stop worrying. I'm doing the better part. Um, and maybe Mar- like you said, Susie, mm-hmm. I love that. Maybe Martha was upset because she's the one that wanted to be sitting there. She didn't want to have to be doing all the serving, right. but she thought somebody had to do it. And so there's a number of ways you can look at it. And right. we, we were kind of teasing out lessons from Mary and Martha and, and all the ways we could imagine them helping us. Yeah. I mean, it was Martha that invited Jesus into her home, not Mary. Mm-hmm. And it's, it's, you know, I've always wondered why did Martha invite him in with all the controversy and everything that was going on around him? You know, perhaps she really wanted to see who he was for herself. Mm-hmm. She's the one that invited him. Maybe she wanted to listen to what he had to say to see if he was who he said he was. Right. He could do what he said he could do. And so she was drawn to Jesus. She invited him in. And I think one of the things that really frustrated her is when she's, you know, looking in there and there's Mary in her seat. Yeah. Mary sitting there where she wants to be. But like, you know, it said in the New Catholic Bible version of the story, it says that she was distracted with her many tasks. Mm -hmm. And that just made me think that a lot of these tasks might have been self-imposed, that she just added to her plate all these things. Because Jesus didn't come in with a checklist saying, okay, I want uh, mashed potatoes, not I want mashed potatoes and I want butter on it. Um, I want no salt. I don't want any salt on that. And can you put two ice cubes in my glass of water because I don't want it too cold. And then, I mean, like he didn't come in with any specifics or anything. She just took it upon herself to start serving. And, you know, when he tells her Mary has chosen the better part, then and it won't be taken away from her. Mary chose to sit at Jesus's feet. But I really think that that when Martha looked in there, she was I mean, Martha was anxious and she was worried about many things. And that is kind of the first word we got um, stumped on or or we, we picked up on at the retreat. Anxiety. One of the things I love about the Catholic Church is that there are definitions for words. Like when I started asking questions, like, I want to know what this means. I want to know what this means. We all know what anxiety is when we see it in our culture today. Uh, but but having it explained in terms of the human soul and our, our rational minds and what it means, St. Thomas Aquinas, of course, quote, or he quotes St. John Damascene from the 8th century, to define anxiety. And I love this definition because it it helps me make sense of the feelings that I'm having sometimes. He says, anxiety is fear of future misfortunes that we cannot see coming. Hmm. So think about it. When you're anxious about something, you're, you have a fear. So it is a fear of something bad happening that you can't see coming. Mm-hmm. And so if Martha was feeling anxiety and if, you know, I'm, I'm putting myself in her shoes, if I have anxiety because I'm trying to serve a meal to an important person who's at my house, 
the fear of future misfortune is that this person might feel like I didn't. So I don't think I'd be so worried about being judged. I think I would feel like this person might not feel like I cared about him, that I, yeah. I didn't make him welcome in my home, that I was lazy, that like it would never occur to us to have a host, a guest over. And then as the hostess, just sit down at their feet and say, hope that food comes. Right, right. <laughs> you know? what, what if she was feeling that? What if she was uh, anxious because she felt like she was going to miss out? What yeah. if she had added so many things to her plate, though, that she, you know, she could see that the time frame was being pushed back and that she was being pulled farther and farther away yeah. from the foot of Jesus because it's going to take me longer to get all this done. And then I'm going to miss out. And I'm not going to be able to sit down and listen to him because I've got all this stuff I've got to do. Yeah. No, I like that because it because because you can totally see that happening, that she's just going to not be able to spend the time with Jesus that she wants to spend. Mm -hmm. And and in our retreat, we were trying to take away lessons for ourselves. And I know Stacey and I have talked about this a lot of times, and it's something that probably a lot of women in their 50s also deal with, a lot of women in their 40s and 60s and 70s too, and 30s. Um, <laughs> but, it, but it's letting go. There are times, I think, that God calls us to do the unthinkable, something that we just never imagined that we would do. Like we're doing our work, like you're serving the dinner you're supposed to. That's the regular, normal way of things. You're doing what's expected. But God will call us to do something radically different. And it and sometimes we shut it out because it it's like, no, that cannot be. That can't be what you're asking me to do, God. You can't be asking me just to stop working and go sit down. Because in truth, she's with the Lord of the universe. I mean, he could have take, he could have gotten fishes and loaves, right? He could have yeah. provided the food. Right. Uh, like that's the truth that you can't see sometimes when God tells you to do something. Um, but I know every time God has called me to do something radical, like leave my job at DuPont, like even leave my job working for Bishop Strickland, because I just needed to be back in my home. Any any time going back to school right now, radical. <laughs> I, I've never regretted it. I have come later to see that my life wouldn't be nearly as full as it is if I hadn't done that thing that at the moment seemed crazy. Right, right, right. I I know that. <laughs> I I mean, I guess the reason that I keep thinking that she just was frustrated about the. the adding things to her plate and everything is because I do that. I'm always adding to my <laughs> plate and I'm always making everything harder on myself than it needs to be. I mean, yeah. even like when the kids come over for the holidays, I just add so much to it. I mean, I even bought a red, white, and blue balloon <laughs> arch for 4th of July. I that mean, was some July 4th party though. You had a movie outside. <laughs> <laughs> I did. I had red, white, and blue popcorn, chocolate covered red, white, and blue popcorn. I had Coke floats <laughs> with red, white, and blue straws. I had, I bought blow up swimming pools and blew them up and filled them with blankets and pillows so the kids could lay in it. And I mean, I had, everything was color coordinated and my husband was so sweet. He's like, okay, I'll just grill out some hot dogs. <laughs> I was so busy with all the frou-frou stuff. I think he was afraid we weren't going to get to eat food. <laughs> That's so funny because here's me July 4th. Let's get some beer and let's go on the porch and watch fi the fireworks. <laughs> by the way, 
Right. Well, I I will tell you that Pat told me from now on, I get to pick either Thanksgiving (laughs) or Christmas. And we're going to go into town and have dinner one of those holidays. And then the other one I can cook. But because he is trying to help me take things off my plate. I mean, he's always, you know, he, he will see me get frustrated and get flustered and I'm scrambling and everybody's showing up and I haven't gotten everything done. Or I have been so focused on all the stuff, on the frou-frou stuff, that I forget to thaw out the turkey. Oh, good night, Amadi. There's my dog. <laughs> it's okay. My mom has a word for flustered and frustrated. She calls it flustrated. <laughs> oh my gosh. Okay. Um, I'm gonna have to. I'm gonna have to let him out. He's not gonna stop. Oh, good night, Amadi. Okay, just put the dog back. <laughs> Just put the dog up, ran back upstairs. I'm a little winded. <laughs> okay. Glad to have you back, Stacey. Oh, yes. I'm sorry about that. <laughs> but what I was saying was that Pat has has made it to where like every every year I get to pick a holiday. And I one holiday I fix everything here at the house. The other holiday we go eat uh, dinner good. in town and then come back out to do whatever frou-frou stuff that I want to do. Frou-frou stuff. Yeah, because there's always, there always has to be some frou-frou stuff. Yeah. But um, it's like, it's kind of like, it's kind of like Pat says, uh, Stacy, Stacy, you are anxious and worried about many things. The kids don't care about the red, white, and blue balloon arch. <laughs> and then, you know, I do think though that, that when Jesus was saying, Martha, you know, you, you are anxious. Don't forget about the most important mm-hmm. part. It, it's me. And come spend time with me mm-hmm. because, and, and I don't want us to miss this, because out of that time that we spend with Jesus, yeah. that time gives life to everything else we do. Yeah. So we don't want to miss that. But no. but I, I am so thankful to have a husband that helps me and, and tries to, you know, he covers me and he tries to help me realize when I'm overloading myself. And so I've come up with some pat pointers. (laughs) (laughs) These are good too. We did them at the retreat. Pat pointers. Pat pointers. Stacy. (laughs) Well, Pat has told me, well, let me, I've got one and then he's got one. So let me give you mine first. Mine is when we sit down and we want to have some uh, time with the Lord and we Mm -hmm. want to, you know, read our Bible or pray. And all we can think about is putting the lawn. Oh, I didn't put the laundry in the dryer or, you know, for me, a lot of times it's, oops, I forgot to go feed nutmeg Mm -hmm. or um, I need to warm my coffee up. All these things just start, you know, flooding through our minds. Mm -hmm. So what I have found that works is if I just make a list of everything that I need to do that day, and then it's out of my mind, it's on paper, it's right there. I can check it off as I go through the day, but I don't have to worry about it for these, this time that I want to spend with the Lord. And that Mm -hmm. helps me. Um, That may not be for everybody, but that has really helped me. So that's good. Um, but here's the pat, pat pointers. <laughs> it's basically kiss it, which is keep it simple, silly. But for me, it's keep it simple, <laughs> simple Stacy. <laughs> keep and it I, simple. Yes. Yeah. Yes. He, he even bought us one of those, um, 
vacuum cleaners, the little round robot like mm. vacuum cleaners that you can program and it does uh -huh. its own thing throughout the day and you don't have yeah. to worry about that. I so, have one. I have those you? two. They're wonderful. Yes. 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 We can do I a whole it. episode someday on how to use those things properly because mine works like a charm. Oh, I love <laughs> it. I love the way it, it, it backs up and, you know, redirects mm -hmm. itself. But um, it's just basically just simplifying anything that you can do to try to simplify your life. You know, your crock pot could be your best friend. Food prepping sometimes helps. I do that, too. But another thing is don't add all the frou-frou. Take, take a few things off your plate. You don't have to keep <laughs> adding to it. And delegate. Learn how to delegate. That's hard for me because uh, when my kids were little, I was one of those mothers that you know, and I'm sure all the other mothers are out there shaking Give their head when they hear this, but I was that's one of the moms good. that said, just let me do it. Let, let me, do me do it. Just let know? me do it. And that's not good. That's not mm -hmm. good. But, and this is one that my husband has told me time and time again, Stacy, learn to say no. Mm -hmm. And I just want to say, we can't let the distractions of this life keep us from the one who gives us life. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and I think that I think really the story of Mary and Martha is to teach each of us to have our own balance. Like, yeah. like if you ever if you're enjoying serving and everything's going fine, and and if you know if Mar if everything was going fantastically for Martha, she never would have complained. She would have mm -hmm. she would have been you know she could there could have been a scenario where she was serving and setting the table and putting the food around and listening to Jesus at the same time. I've done that plenty when we have people over. I'm busy, but mm -hmm. I'm visiting. Mm -hmm. But if you get to the point. And this was a point we made in the in the retreat, and a lot of women said it 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 meant a lot. They they got them thinking. If you're doing a job of serve, if you're doing anything like whatever, if you're if you're a catechist at your parish, if you're um, working a night job, if you're just not happy in your regular job, if you're if you're um, not happy with your friend groups when you're raising your kids, your mom's clubs or whatever, whatever it is that you're doing in your life, like you're making choices, you're picking things to do that are good. But if you ever find yourself in a situation and you're doing something and you feel like Martha, I think that might be in my life. It's been that way anyway, that God is trying to get you to discern making a new decision. Like mm -hmm. if you're not, if you're not, ha if you're feeling that discord, if you're having anxiety because you, mm -hmm. you don't know what's going to happen and you can't see what's coming and you got a fear of misfortune and you're worried. I've found many times that that's God saying to me, Stacy, it's because you're not doing what I want you to do. I need you to stop doing this and do something else. I need you to let this thing go, even if it seems crazy. Mm -hmm. I need you to step back, let somebody else do it. You know, there've been many times in my life, people have told me, Stacy, that's all great, but you can't do everything. You have to leave something for the other people to do. And, <laughs> yeah. You know, it's not so much the frou-frou stuff with me, but I just, I just take on projects mm -hmm. and, mm -hmm. and it, and it's hard to say no, honestly, sometimes like, cause I can do it. I can do it. Mm -hmm. I can do it better than other people. And it comes pride for me even. So if you feel like Martha, if you get to that point, if you're happy doing what you're doing and you're not fearing, feeling anxious and worried, that anxiety you do fear, feel at some point, if you feel it, it might be God saying, let's do something different. I got right. something better for you to do. Right, right. And sometimes, you know, when we we're trying to hear God in a situation, you know, a lot of times we can be led by peace. If there is mm -hmm. peace, then, then, you know, okay. But if there's a lack of peace, then that can be a red flag. Yeah. 
It's true. It's like us doing this podcast. I don't, I feel an affirmation from doing it because I know, I know that, I know that we work together to check our numbers, look at the stats, plan it out. We're very organized. We, we're very determined if things don't go, go right. Like if, if our call keeps dropping 40 million times in an episode, we keep going. <laughs> the dogs start barking. Dogs start barking. We keep going. Like, like working with you, even when things get stressful, I always feel affirmed by it. Like I, I have a strong sense that I, I can't not do this. Yeah. That, yeah. that even, even if it was just you and me recording our chats so, <laughs> just for ourselves. <laughs> there's something it's good to be doing it but I have had other projects where I was sure like when I worked for Bishop Strickland I mean how how do you how do you how do you get your head around that God may be telling you to not work for your wonderful bishop and that was a hard one I'm like that can't be what you're telling me to do God that can't be what you know Stacey because you were there Mm -hmm. with me through a lot of it I'm like that can't be what he's telling me it's can't Mm -hmm. this can't be what but it was and it's not that I'm never going to talk to Bishop again I'm never going to work with him again never going to see him again I do I talk to him all the time but I needed to let go of that position that role Mm -hmm. as executive director I needed to be back at my house I just needed to be and now all these things have happened in my life with my daughter and with our parents Thank God I was here. Seriously. Thank God I was here. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Because it never would have worked. But anyway, so that was our first part of the lesson um, on anxiety. And then we talked about other stuff, about laying things down. And then the second part of the day at the retreat, we talked about the part where Martha said, Lord, do you not care? Mm, mm -hmm. And feeling abandoned by God. Yeah. And feeling and realizing that you can be you can be both Mary and Martha. I like yeah. Stacey what you said about Mary in the morning. Oh, Martha in the- Mary in the morning, Martha in the afternoon. Yes, I like that. <laughs> yes, yes, because like we said a minute ago, that whatever when we spend that time with Jesus, it it gives life to the things that we do throughout the day. Mm-hmm. So we definitely and, and if you feel like like I think that a lot of us or I know I have if I feel like I have such a full day and there's so much on my plate and I have so much to get done, what do we normally sacrifice in order to get everything done? A lot of times we'll say, Oh, I just don't have time to yeah. pray. I don't have time to read my Bible. I've got so much to do. And I really feel like if we have that much on our plate, then we don't have the luxury of not praying, of not mm-hmm. sitting down and spending some time with Jesus because it is in that, that we will, he will help us take care of all the things that we have to do. Yeah. I love that. And it's a good reminder for me. And I, and I, um, feeling abandoned that I started thinking about, you know, dark, dark times in our faith journey when we, we feel like God's not there with us. Mm -hmm. And I started thinking about that silly book called the five love languages. Yes. yes. I love that that book more and more, but Mm -hmm. I mean, I'm just being honest, like critical of my own past self. The first time I read that, I'm like, Oh, good grief. This is like a self-help book. Your five love languages. That's so goofy. I'll never, I can't tell you how many times I've eaten those words uh, (laughs) about that book because it's helped me so many times with just with my children, like, I'm doing things that to me speak love and I'm doing it for them and it doesn't speak love to them. And I get mad at them. Like, can't you see how hard I'm trying to show you love, but I'm, I'm not speaking there. There's so much to that simple concept. And if you don't remember the five love um, languages, 
And that book, first of all, is by Dr. Gary Chapman and Dr. Paul White. The five love languages are this words of affirmation. So Mm -hmm. praise acts of service, Mm -hmm. receiving gifts, Mm -hmm. quality time Mm -hmm. and physical touch. Mm -hmm. And I know, Stacey, yours is quality time. You told me that. So I know if I ever just take up a lot of time talking to you while you're driving or just say, let's go eat lunch or something that in my mind, you, I would say, oh, she probably thinks I'm wasting her time. But you told me quality mm-hmm. time is your love language. So now I know yeah. that, that you feel loved by me when I do that. Yes, that's right. That's right. Call me anytime. <laughs> <laughs> well, I just feel like if somebody, if somebody takes an afternoon to spend with you, they can never get that back. That time, yeah. is, that time is gone. And it just makes me feel like they gave me something that was so valuable. Time is a very valuable thing that we have. And see, if somebody called me and said, let's just go hang out somewhere. And my kids have done, and it's sad. They've done that before. Like, mom, can we just go hang out somewhere? I'm like, oh, not time. We got to, we got to do all this stuff. We need to go, you know, we need to do these acts of service. We need to go do this. (laughs) And it it was wrong to do that. Like I, I, that was, that was way younger me. I know that better now. But what I was thinking about was, um, oh, and mine are words of affirmation. So, so Mm -hmm. I really, I really like it when I receive praise or encouragement from someone like so much so that I'm kind of like childish about it. Sometimes I feel like I'm always holding up this new picture. I colored to people like, look what I made. Cause I want somebody to say good job, Stacey. (laughs) Yeah. You know what? I, I, I totally get that. Especially, you know, in this scenario with Mary Martha, when she said, Lord, do you not care? It's it's almost like she was saying, do you not notice me? Yeah, do you not exactly. see all my hard work and mm-hmm. how hard I'm trying to please you and make this so special? Just want I you mean, to say thank you. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I can totally see that. Yeah, totally. And, and so I was thinking about this, like, I think sometimes when we feel abandoned by Jesus, by Christ, I think that it may be that the things happening in our life don't seem to be filling our, our love buckets, you know, mm-hmm. like... Like we're not getting the thing we need to feel loved. And and that actually did not make me say, gee, God, I wish you would learn my love language. Not, <laughs> no, it, it wasn't like that. What it told me uh, sort of since I've turned 50 three years ago, I've been going through this process of like growing up. Like, Stacey, you have to finally grow up. You can't just be a, a kid anymore and complain all the time. What it makes me realize at 53 is I really need to be less concerned about my own love language. I need to be doing all five of those things as much as I can for all the people in my life every day. Mm. Like, like I should learn people's love language when I can, but even if I don't know it, this is a pretty good way, I think, to get back in touch with God. If you feel abandoned, start Mm -hmm. giving words of affirmation to everybody you meet. I mean, genuine, not fake ones, but look for things to praise in people that you meet all the time. Everyone Mm -hmm. give, get, do acts of service for people. All Mm -hmm. the time, look for things that you can do. Give gifts. I had to get much better at this because I used to think that was just silly to give gifts. Like, I don't want people to give me gifts because then I have to find somewhere to put it in my house. And after (laughs) seven kids and and all this time, you know, I I get rid of a lot of stuff. Mm -hmm. But I look for ways to give people gifts. I usually give them food or something so it'll be gone. Um, but, but look for ways to spend quality time with people, even if, and this has made such a difference in a lot of my relationships, even if you're just going to call them up and talk for five minutes, even if you're going to send them an email and say, Hey, I just think about you today. and appreciate you. Um, find a way to give some of your time to people and then physical touch. If, if you don't really like to hug, 
Um, Mm -hmm. I'm not saying go hug everybody because that could freak some people out, but Mm -hmm. don't be afraid once in a while to pat somebody on the shoulder or to, to give somebody a hug if they need it, you know, Mm -hmm. like Mm -hmm. anyway, so that to me, that is like, if I feel abandoned by God, that tells me I just need to start loving people more. And then I usually find that I don't feel so abandoned. No, that's that's so good. I, I'll tell you that the, the five love languages has really helped me with my daughter. Um, you know, I have a daughter that is not she's not a touchy feely person. She's she's just not. And I want to just, you know, I, I'll ask her, can't we just snuggle and watch a movie? <laughs> No, (laughs) snuggle with me, and she she does. She gives me a look like you've got to be kidding me. But there was a a few weeks ago, there was something that happened, and she could tell I was really, you know, upset. And she came over and gave me a big hug, and she just sat by me on the couch and held my hand. And you know, that meant so much to me because knowing knowing that that's not easy for her. It made me feel so, you know, it made me feel so loved. Number one, she spent, she gave me some quality time because she sat there with me through it. But she hugged me knowing, and me knowing that that's not easy for her made me feel loved. So, you know, even if we just do things that are harder for us to do, that speaks volumes of love because we are saying, okay, this isn't easy for me, but I see that you need it. So I'm going to step out of my comfort zone and I'm going to give this to you. That's huge. So like husbands and wives, you know, sometimes it's we don't have the same love language and Mm -hmm. it's hard for a husband to to show his wife in the way that she can receive it, you know. Mm -hmm. But if you do that and she knows that that's hard and she recognizes that you're doing it because you really love her and you know that that's how she can receive it. I think that 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 speaks volumes. For sure. And I, and I don't even have a problem. Like you, Stacey, like you were saying, I don't mind asking people now if I get really, I don't ask everybody like, Hey, what's your love language? Let's be friends. <laughs> I don't get creepy like that. Do you like to be hugged? Do you want to snuggle? <laughs> yeah, no. <laughs> you look really pretty today. <laughs> no, we can take it too far. But, um, but it does help. Like when I get close to people, when I am getting closer to people, I am, I do pay more attention to that. And I think it ties into the story of Mary and Martha because you see two women probably with radically different love languages. Yeah. And Jesus is, is telling them how to, how to manage it. He's, he's saying Mary has the better part, but he did like you, you pointed this out at the retreat. He didn't tell Martha to stop serving. Yeah, no. He didn't tell her to stop doing what she was doing. Yeah. Um, and and maybe maybe that's all God's telling us sometimes if we're not happy with things. Maybe he's just saying, you need to sit with me. Like you said, Stacey, you just need to sit with me more. You need to have more of a prayer life. You need to spend time reading the Bible. Mm-hmm. Um, you need to listen to the Stacey and Stacey podcast every day <laughs> when I do prayer and scripture. <laughs> Stacy pulled an eyelash off, which freaked me out. Funny. Like, I'm like, I'm not going to do that. I am not going to do that. We could be both. You know, Mary was a worshiper and Martha is a, you know, a, a mover and a shaker. And it's okay to be both. You know, a lot of mm-hmm. times people say, they kind of almost look down if you say, oh, I'm a Martha, but no, it's okay. We need Martha's. We need Mary's. It's okay to be both. So I was just showing, you know, I pulled one of my fake eyelashes off. <laughs> 
And I was just saying, you know, this half is put together. This is Martha. She's all put together. She's a get her done kind of girl. And this then you wipe here. your makeup off the other side. You're, yeah. you're, it wasn't just your eyelash. My makeup, yeah. my, my eyelash. I'm like, and this is what we look like when we sit at the foot of Jesus and we're crying and we're just loving on him and he's loving on us and it, we're just being filled. And so anyway, I was just showing, I was demonstrating how you could be both. <laughs> Then, and then you went and put your eyelash back on. Oh, yes. I went right. <laughs> I went and put it on right, right away. <laughs> I'm Stacey Tresankos. And I'm Stacey Farquharson. Until next time. If you are interested in bringing Stacy and Stacy to your parish or study group for a retreat or a talk, they would love to come liven things up and keep it real. Please see stacyandstacy.site for more information. <laughs>